Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm a high performance coach who uses science, spirituality, and play to help you remember who you are so you can welcome more ease, joy, and abundance into your life. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited for this week's episode. I hope you love it very, very much. But before we get to that, have you gotten your human design chart from me yet? You can get it for free from me at kelseyabbott.com. So come on over. If you haven't gotten your chart yet, come on over and get it. And if you've gotten your chart or that just doesn't light you up, but you want to know how you're doing in alignment, come on over to kelseyabbott.com and take the alignment quiz. The link to both of these is in the show notes. I love you so much. Enjoy this episode. Lindsay, I'm so excited to play with you. Hey, I am so excited to play with you. This is this is gonna be fun. So we're gonna we have talked about your chart a lot over the last maybe maybe even year. Yeah. I don't know if it's been that long. Um, but we've never done a full complete Lindsay deep dive. So I know there's gotta be a lot of holes for you. Sure. So I can, you know, I can take this absolutely anywhere and everywhere. We're going to, this is just going to be a mini reading. So where, can you just talk a little bit about what you would like to get out of this? Yeah. So I think for me, it's, it's really about energy leaks and thinking about how I'm living my life right now. And is there any place that I'm forcing things or doing things against the grain against what my natural design is is saying and I think there's there's probably a lot of ways that I am doing that just based on habit or you know social expectations or the things that my family have you know grown up doing um so I think just taking a peek at like what can I identify as stuff that hey you know what actually I can shift that and it's going to feel really good um, I am all about just embracing more ease and flow and joy into my life. And human design is just such a great uh, access point to that, you know, and it gives you permission to do things differently and do things the way that you truly want to do them and the ways that they feel good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So you're a 4-6 generator with sacral authority. Mm-hmm. Those are the basics. We know that. I want to just like kind of bounce around and find the places here that are most prone to conditioning. Mm. And you have you have the gift of questioning everything. And this is a gift that is actually so amazing at dispelling conditioning. Because mm. someone tells you this is the way you do things and you're like, "Why?" <laughs> yeah. That's who why, what, like, where would that come into like being? Why would I want to do things that way? And it's so helpful for you and for others. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I've been doing that more in say the last five years, like in my adulthood, I think as a child, I was too nervous to like, no kidding. like pushing the boundaries or like questioning authority. 
But no, like these days, yes, absolutely. Everything is like, why? (laughs) Why am I doing this? Yes, that makes sense. And I love, we're going to talk about your kids later, but I love that especially your daughter is Mm -hmm. so, she's such a manifester powerhouse. Yes. And I know you are going to be there to support her to be like, question everything, everything, all of it. And now that you have that ability in yourself, yeah, she's going to be unstoppable. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Um, so you're not made for consistency or you're made for less consistency. Right. Yeah. So when I say that, what happens for you? You know what freaks me out about that one is I feel like I am such a consistent, um, I'm so consistent when it comes to working out. Like I'm very dedicated to every morning getting up, like hitting the gym, whether it's strength training or something else. I do vary it based on, you know, how my body is feeling and what I'm up for. Is it a super intense spin workout or is it something a little more laid back, even going for a walk? Um, but that consistency, I just feel like, is there a difference between like dedication and consistency? Like, Yes. Yes. Okay. So not, and then I'm so, I'm so excited. We're talking about this. So if you want to do something like mm-hmm. you're using it's desire that drives you, right? Your right. desire. You say dedication. And I think dedication can be heard in two ways, either like you're totally dedicated as in, in love with something or you're like sacrificing and dedicated and it's kind of an icky feeling. But what I hear for you is like, I love it so much. That's right. Yeah. 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 So it comes from a place of desire. Yeah. Cons- like being made for less consistency is basically saying this is funny. So I'm made for more consistency and I work out every day differently. Right. But some people could, who are made for more consistency could do the exact same workout every single day. Right. Right. I can't imagine doing that, but it would probably light up some people, but you're basically like the morning is my time. I'm going to use it. Right. And then you fill in the blank with what lights you up that day. Right. That's perfect. That makes sense. But trying to force yourself ever to do something regularly is just not going to work for you. Right. Okay. How does that, how does that come into say work when you are, you know, being asked, you have certain responsibilities that you need to fulfill. (laughs) Um, How do you balance that? Like following what you're desiring to do. And some days, sure, it's going super hard on work. And maybe some people are like, you're working too hard. And then some, sometimes it's like, I don't feel like I just want to take the afternoon off. I, I feel like I don't give myself permission to follow that when it comes to work, but maybe, maybe I should, (laughs) I kind of don't trust it. I don't trust I'm going to feel motivated. I I feel like I'm going to go down this slippery slope of just never wanting to work. Mm. We, so this is interesting because you don't have strong, consistent, strong, consistent motivation. Your motivation comes in waves. Mm. So that can be really scary because we're taught you've got to be motivated all day, every day, which is only well, it's not really true for anyone, 
but 30% of the population has strong, consistent motivation. 70% of the population is like you. Your motivation comes in waves. It comes in seasons. If your work lights you up, you'll always get it done at the perfect time. You just have to trust the perfect time. Right. Right. And I feel like I have the flexibility in my job to be able to do that. I'm not at a corporate nine to five. You know, I work at home. I have things that need to be done by the end of the week, but it's not like people are on my, like banging on my door asking for this needs to be done immediately. Like it's very rare. So I feel like I could embrace that a little more. Mm-hmm. Just, like, the after. It's scary though. It is scary for me. And what you could do too is write a, this is a great trick for all generators and MGs, write a list of all the things that you're responsible for doing during the week. Let's just keep this in a work perspective. So all the clients you write for, and then you look at that list. Do I want to write for this person? Do I want to write for this person? Do I want to write for this person? And listen to your sacral and let your sacral be what tells you what you're going to write next. So interesting because right now I have it like dedicated day for each person. Mm -hmm. Like I always write for Allison on Mondays and that maybe I can just, hey, what do I, who do I feel like writing for today? Because have you ever sat down to write for Allison and you're like, "Eh, I've got something coming through for someone else right now. Yes. Yeah, true. And I forced myself to just, no, it's Monday. Yeah, it's not your turn. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. More flexibility there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that falls with your less consistency. And you you do thrive with safety lanes. And this comes in when you want to when you want to change a habit. So you want to your actual desire is to spend less time on your phone, but you find yourself continuously picking it up. Mm-hmm. Then hiding it, locking it away would help you. That's the safety lane you're creating for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have recently done that with social media. Like it's, it's, it's a very new, not being on Instagram for the last two weeks kind of habit. And for sure it's, I've had to move the app over like over a page and over a page and over a page to make it further away because it's still such a thumb habit that my brain yes. isn't even involved, right? So I need that, like, no, let's put this in a place that's very difficult to access. Mm-hmm. So far, it's working all right. But I do, yeah, I still, I feel like it's not quite far enough away. Yeah, for you, actually, because you're made for safety lanes, it would be most easeful for you to get it off your phone. Mm-hmm. Again, scary. <laughs> it's interesting. So people with this often are most um, resistant to that concept. Whereas when I went off social media, I left the apps on my phone and it didn't phase me at all until someone was like, why don't you just take them off your phone? They're just energy leaks just sitting there. Right. And then I didn't even take them off. I moved them partly because I don't know my passwords. So if I ever did need to access anything, I was like, no, my phone knows those things. Um, (laughs) But 
for, because I have the opposite of you. I don't need safety lanes. And for me, it's an energy leak if I have them. Mm-hmm. It's more like an annoyance to me. It would be like, where's that? Like if I locked my phone up, I'd be like, where's my phone? Oh, right. That's annoying. Oh. Yeah. For mm-hmm. you, it'd be like, oh, right. It's not even in this room. Oh, that's interesting. For me, I don't want to eat Oreos. So I don't even eat the Oreos, even though we have them in the house, which is, by the way, not true. It's just the example I came up with. Um, But for you, if you don't want to eat Oreos, get them out of the house. Like, don't do that to yourself. Yeah, that's chocolate peanut butter ice cream for sure. Mm, Yeah. There you go. Get it out. I can't even be in the room. (laughs) Um. Okay. So side note, because this is make because we both have taste digestion. And so as you're saying that I'm literally tasting chocolate peanut butter and it's delicious. <laughs> and I, so I have open taste, you have closed taste. And we've talked about this not recording before, but this is a, this is fun to just play with. So with our taste digestion, taste is how we, how we take in and digest food and information. And one of the things as people taste, when we hear something or feel something that feels really true, we'll take in a mouth breath because mm. we're like literally tasting it. Oh, wow. That's something to kind of be aware of going mm-hmm. forward. Like, oh, and we okay. can be really sensitive to, I know how you feel about this food. So if I talk about avocados, yeah, you cover your mouth. Oh, gross. <laughs> no, don't yeah. put it in there. <laughs> totally just mm-hmm. makes me gag I've tried so hard Kelsey stop it stop trying <laughs> they're not for you there's so many beautiful like recipes out there that look great people are so excited about avocados such a healthy fat <laughs> I can't there's the texture is just disgusting I, know. So- I feel you I actually kind of like them. I loved them for a year and then they started making me sneeze, which is also my body is so fun. And it's like, no, the end. No. Funny. A sneeze. I know. I then learned that they have tons of histamines in them. So it's actually logical that they would make me sneeze. It's interesting. Okay. And I feel like Cooking is actually an area that I'm very rigid about. Um, you know that I like I make my meal plans ahead of time. Um, I don't typically allow myself to cook without a recipe and what's on the menu I make, like regardless of what I'm feeling. And I I've been trying to dabble a little bit more into like experimenting with cooking and just what do I feel like? But it's tough. I'm just, I'm so, it's so efficient to make a list and stick to it. You know, it's, I find it so difficult to break away from that piece in particular. Where did you learn that to make a list and stick to it? Well, I think it's got to be my parents who are very, I mean, they're, they're, they're to-do list people. We actually joke about um, having a whiteboard in the house. My parents always had a whiteboard and it was like the lifeblood of the family. It was like grocery list. It was things that needed doing. The piano needs tuning. It's up there. Like, and everything would get checked off and wiped away. Okay. What else needs doing? And it, (laughs) 
it just, I, it, it's the way we do things, isn't it? It's just, this is the way life happens. This is how we stay organized. And this is how we make sure shit gets done. Which is so funny because crown pressure, that is the key to crown pressure is write it down. Cause mm-hmm. then you can relax a little bit. So mm-hmm. that would help. I wonder if one of your parents has like only their crown open. Oh, I've never looked at my parents' charts. That oh, be- we we must do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that that technique doesn't show up anywhere in your chart. Right. I'm just not built you, for that. Yeah, you do have the gift of managing resources. Which means like that's managing the money, that's managing the food, that's like doling out the food, it's putting away the food, but it's, it can be done any way you want. Mm. You don't have the gift that can be very much associated with efficiency. Mm. You're actually here to find your own unique flow. Huh. And help others do the same. Not built for like efficiency. That, that's surprising to me. So I think about the opposite of what I do. I think about the idea of just like filling my fridge with random foods and just maybe some of it goes to waste. Maybe I like really double down on the butternut squash one week, but it just, I, I mean, I could try Maybe what would you recommend to like get out of this rigid pattern? Like, do I baby step it? How do I? Yeah, Yeah, you baby step it. We also take into account that you've got two kids that you need to feed. (laughs) Exactly. So you are responsible for others. You want them to actually eat what you make. Mm -hmm. So we we don't necessarily want to go too wild unless they're super adventurous eaters. No, they are not. Yeah. And, and also we often need to be, you know, out of the house by a certain time to get to hockey practice or to dance yeah. class. It's like, I need to know what's going on <laughs> and have yeah. it on the table. So it feels to me like one night a week, if you mm-hmm. could be like, even take your kids with you to the grocery store, if that's fun and not like horrible for the three of you, but you take your kids with you and you're like, all right, what feels really good to us? Or you just go and you use your sacral and you play the sacral game of like, what do I want? Okay. I want sweet potatoes. I want, I'm just give me all the squash. Oh, look, it seems to be like a root vegetable fiesta today. Mm. And like, oh, I do not want peppers. That was a strong no on that. And just see like, okay, what are we going to create? You know what I'm hearing in that too is so I always do my grocery, my one big grocery shop for the week on Sundays. But if I kind of broke it up a little bit more and maybe went, you know, I'm literally across the street from a grocery store. It's not like it's out of the way and difficult for me to get to. If I did smaller shops and hey, what am I feeling like today? And then could make that for dinner that evening. Mm-hmm. That might open some things up. And then knowing with your taste digestion, which is all about repetition, mm, you're yeah. probably going to want it again for lunch the next day. Right. And then, oh, wow. If you can make enough to have leftovers for dinner too, that's mm. awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like big batches of things that I'm. 
yeah. excited about. I could, okay, I could experiment with that a little bit. Yeah, it's all, this is the human design experiment. Yeah. So it's all about trying things on and finding, I can tell you these things, but it's all about finding your way of using it. Mm. The way that brings you maximum ease and knowing also the season of life you're in. Like Mm -hmm. if you didn't have two kids, maybe we could play every night with go and just explore the grocery store and use your sacral to bring things home and then create. But you got to get to hockey practice. Right. Right. So you come up with your own flavor of it for right now. Yeah. And I do have several nights where I'm on my own. I can, I do have the room to play with it. So mm-hmm. I'll try. <laughs> and it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so if trying doesn't light you up, right. this is where you got to listen to your body, not your mind. Yeah. No, I think my body is actually really excited. It's my mind. That's like, no, no, no. <laughs> this is too hard. Mm-hmm. So remember, I know we've talked about this, that your body is in charge. Your mind is meant to sit in the passenger seat. Yeah, that's wild to me. I'm so reliant on my overthinking. Mm -hmm. I'm gradually easing out of it, I think, as I become more self-aware and just, you know, less identifying with my thoughts. But it's... uh, it's a, it's certainly a habit that I fall back on. It's just, I need to pro and con this and like think about every logical, rational side of things that come up. But yeah, that, that one I am gradually letting go of. So you only have one gift in your Ajna that's in your mind. You have the gift of ideas. You literally can't turn this off. Ideas Mm -hmm. just come to you all day, every day, nonstop, some for you, some for your clients, some for people you haven't even met yet. You Mm -hmm. cannot turn it off Mm -hmm. and you don't need to turn it on. It just happens. Right, right. I don't need to control it. It just... So that's all your head is for. The ideas. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so what what guides that decision-making? Your sacral. And so is that everything? Is that everyone has like every everyone has a different everyone flip. has a different authority. Right, right. Every generator in MG has a defined sacral. Some mm-hmm. have sacral authority, some have emotional authority. Okay. And even if someone has emotional authority like me, you're still gonna use your sacral for more immediate guidance. And then your spleen is going to speak up every once in a while as well. And your mm-hmm. spleen is going to tell you in the moment exactly what you need to know. Mm-hmm. Not using words though, mm-hmm. but it's just going to be this knowing that you know what to do next. Mm-hmm. But it's not always going to speak up. It's going to speak up when it decides it needs to speak up. Mm-hmm. Very much have no control over that. Your sacral, on the other hand, you just ask it a yes or no question. Right. No, an open-ended question, you'll get nothing. But mm-hmm. do I want asparagus? Do I want purple potatoes? Do like ask those questions and you will mm. get answers. And you don't have to be that like narrow about it. You can be like, do I want tacos? 
and then get a yes from that. And then you figure out what goes in the tacos. You know, what's crazy is I feel like, so I've been divorced for five years and I had no idea about human design and this kind of stuff back when I was struggling and thinking about, do I stay? Do I go? And I made the decision to leave my marriage. And it was almost as if like, the biggest thing was, I was so afraid of what people would ask me about it. And it's like, well, why did you, why did you get a divorce? And Because I thought I can't even articulate my mind is it's, this is not a logical thing. It was such a deep, like in my body, this is what is right for you. And like, how, you can't even articulate that. So I feel like it's a beautiful thing to listen to your body when you're looking for guidance. It's another thing to think about like justifying those decisions to people who are asking, why did you make that decision? Because when you just say my body felt like this was the right choice, I feel like the social conditioning is like people do not accept that as a, as a valid reason. And this is such a good conversation to have, because if you can rationalize it, then it's not intuition. Right. Yeah. But then, and, and this is where like upgrade the people around you. So they are okay with like, yeah. why'd you do that? I just did. Or it felt good. Yeah. Yeah. People, people be like, Whoa, should you have done that? (laughs) I did. Thanks. Yes. Yes. That's so true because there was another instance, um, a few months ago with, um, with work where I, I t- articulated to Hannah, our CEO, you know, this is what I feel. This is what I feel I, I want for me. And I didn't even have to rationalize anything. I just said, this is what I feel. And she accepted it because she's on that same wavelength. She's like, all right, your body feels that that's what we're going with. Then. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I love that point. Just who do you, who are you surrounding yourself with? Mm -hmm. Do they they get it? Yeah. And then if they're that committed to not getting it, then just like, (laughs) oh man, like that would make me exhausted. Especially like those of us with open audience, we're not here to debate. So like that's, I think I've shared this with you. I would be a Kelsey out when I, when we train dolphins you mm-hmm. had to move the PVC gate. You had to take that out before a training session. And so you'd tap it twice and then like thumbs up to the sky. And that means taking this out. So tap, mm-hmm. tap, thumbs up, Kelsey out when it gets all, if you're going to fight with me over my decisions. I love that. There's so much freedom in that. Just even thinking about, you know, invitations to parties and things that you feel like you're expected to go to, like family stuff. <laughs> you're just like, I am not feeling this. Recently, I've had a little bit more uh, impulse to just say no and not have to give a million reasons why I'm not coming. Just, I don't, I'm not up for it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and giving yourself that ability to do that is so, like, there's so much freedom in that. It just, I think it takes some like coming around to it and allowing yourself to do that because it feels like selfish, I, I think. It takes huge bravery yeah right we've been conditioned to go to all the things to behave in a certain way so to listen to yourself and do things away from what's expected of you that's that's what it is to be a badass Mm 
That's what it is to do epic shit. That's what it is to be wicked brave. Hmm. I love that definition of yours. <laughs> it's amazing. It's bang on too, I think. Yeah. That's how we find out who we are. And mm. we're like, no, I don't want to do that thing. Yes, I do want to do that thing. I know it's totally weird and I don't care. Right. And it just feels really good. I feel really good now. Turns out I'm really happy when I'm this weird. Right. Right. But we're also afraid to be weird. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so brave to be weird. Yeah. yeah. And what's the cost of it? Like so much joy. Right. So it's a pretty awesome situation. It's a pretty right. awesome decision to make. Right. I feel like there's some fear there around not being accepted or not being like part of a group. There's like fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, that kind of stuff that kind of lingers under the surface that I think holds a lot of people back from just fully embracing and following their design. It's just, and maybe that's how we get lost and mm-hmm. don't, you know, don't actually follow those things. This is what I should be doing. This is what's going to get me the most likes. This is what is going to allow me to be a part of the cool kids group. You know, it's. Yeah. It's, and you as a four, six, you're here for your people. Right. And your people are not going to harass you about your decision. Mm. Your people. Okay. As a four, six, you're here to relax into your regality. You are a freaking queen and you don't have to try to be a queen. You don't have to. And you, we really don't want you to push against it. We want you just to relax into it and own it. Mm. And a queen doesn't really care what other people think. No, she doesn't. Mm. So it's all about owning your crown. Mm. I like it. Thank you so much for this super fun conversation. Yeah, so fun. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you did, please share it with anyone else you know who needs to hear it. And if it lights you up to do so, please leave a five-star rating and a glowing review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, let's talk about you. If you don't have your human design chart from me, go and get it at KelseyAbbott.com. If you are interested in one of the Find Your Awesome Podcast events coming up, go to KelseyAbbott.com. You will find everything you need there. Thank you so much for listening. You're amazing. You are wonderful. I love you so much. Go forth and be awesome. Awesome.